بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إمام النووي's Riyadh al-Salihin is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over 700 years. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives a brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the beautiful sunnah of our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and by doing so, helping us gain the pleasure of Allah the Exalted. This is Hadith 21, so this is a very long Hadith, so we'll just read about half of it today and half of it tomorrow, inshallah, and we'll just have to read through the Arabic and then read the translation after reading that. When Abdullah ibn Ka'ab, when Abdullah ibn Ka'ab ibn Malik, wa kana qa'ida Ka'ab min banihi, hina ami. قال سمعت كعب بن مالك يحدث بحديثه حين تخلف عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في غسوة تبوك قال كعب لم أتخلف عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في غزوة غزها قط إلا في غزوة تبوك غير إني قد تخلفت في غزوة بطر ولم يعاتب أحد تخلف عنه إنما خرج رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم والمسلمون يريدون عيرة قريش حتى جمع الله تعالى بينهم وبين عدوهم على غير ميعاد ولقد شهدت مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ليلة العقبة حين تواثقنا على الإسلام وما أحب أن لي بها مشهد بدر وإن كان بدر أذكر في الناس منها وكان من خبري حين تخلفت عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في غزوه تبوك اني لم اكن قد اقوى ولا ايسر مني حين تخلفت عنه في تلك الغزوه والله ما جمعت قبرها راحلتين قط حتى جمعتهما في تلك الغزوه ولم يكن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يريد غزوه الا ورى بغيرها حتى كانت تلك الغزوه فغزاها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في حر شديد واستقبل سفرا بعيدا ومفازا واستقبل عددا كثيرا فجل للمسلمين امرهم ليتاهبوا اهبه غزوهم فاخبرهم بوجههم بوجههم الذي يريد والمسلمون مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كثيرا ولا يجمعهم كتاب حافظ يريد بذلك الديوان قال كعب فقل رجل يريد ان يتغيب الا ظن ان ذلك سيخفى به ما لم ينزل فيه وحي من الله وغزار رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تلك الغزوة حين طابت الأثمار والظلال فأنا إليها أصعر فتجهز رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم والمسلمون معه وتفقت أغدو لكي أتجهز معه فأرجع فلم أقضي شيئا وقل بنفسي أنا قادر على ذلك إذا أردت فلم يزل يتمان بي حتى استمر بالناس الجد فأصبح رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم غاليا والمسلمون معه ولم أقضي من جهازي شيئا ثم غلوت فرجعت فلم أقضي ولم أقضي شيئا فلم يزل يتمال بي حتى أسرع وتفارط الغزو فحممت أن أنتحل فأدركهم فيا ليتني فعيت ثم لم يغذر ذلك لي فتفقد فإذا خرجت في الناس بعد خروج رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يحزنني أني لا أرى لي أسوة إلا رجل مغموصا عليه في النفاق أو رجل ممن عذر الله تعالى من الضعفاء 
ولم يذكرني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حتى بلغ تبوك فقال وهو جالس في القوم بتبوك ما فعل كعب بن مالك فقال رجل من بني سلمة يا رسول الله حبسه برداه والنظر في عطفيه فقال له معاذ بن جبل رضي الله عنه بكس ما قلت والله يا رسول الله ما علمنا علي إلا خيرا فسكت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فبين هو على ذلك رأى رجلا مبيدا يزول به الصراب فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كن أبا خيثمة فإذا هو أبو خيثمة الأنصاري وهو الذي يتصدع تصدق بالصاع التمر حين حين لمزه المنافقون قال كعب فلما بلغني أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قد توجه قد توجه قافلا من تبوك حضرني بثي فتبقت التذكر الكذب وأقول بما أخرج من صفته غدا واستعين على ذلك الكل في رأي من أهلي فلما قيل أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أظل قادما زاح أني الباطل حتى عرفت أني لم أنجو منه بشيء أبدا فأجمعت صدقه وفأصبح رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم غالما وكان إذا قدم من سفرا بدأ بالمشتر فركع فيه ركعتين ثم جلس الناس فلما فعل ذلك جاءه المخلفون يعتذرون إليه ويحلفون له وكانوا بضعا وثمين رجلا فقبل منهم على نيدهم وبايعهم واستغفر لهم ووكر سرائهم إلى الله تعالى حتى جئت فلما سلمت تبسم تبسم المغضم ثم قال تعال فجئت أمشي حتى جلست بين يديه فقال لي ما خلفك ألم تكن قد ابتعت ظهرك قال قلت يا رسول الله إني والله لو جلست على غيرك من أهل الدنيا لرأيت أني سأخرج من صفته بأذر لقد أعطيت جددا ولكني والله لقد علمت لأن حدثتك اليوم حديثا كذبا ترضى به عني ليشكن الله أن يصدقك علي وإن حدثتك حديث صدق تجد علي فيه إني لا أرجو فيه عقب الله إني نعم تجد علي فيه إني لا أرجو فيه عقب الله عز وجل والله ما كان لي من عذر والله ما كنت قد أقوى ولا أيسر مني حتى تخلفت عنك قال فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما هذا فقد صدق فكون حتى يقضي الله فيك وصار الرجال من بني سلمة فاتبعوني فقال لي والله ما علمناك أذنبت ذنبا قبل هذا لقد عجزت فيه أن لا تكون اعتذنت إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اعتذر إليه مقلفون فقال كان كافيك ذنبك استغفار رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لك قال فوالله ما زال يؤنبوني يؤنبون لي حتى أرادوا أن أرجع إلى رسول الله فأكذب نفسي ثم قلت لهم هل لقي هذا مائي من أحد قالوا, قالوا نعم لقيه معك رجلان قال مثل ما قلت وقيل لهما مثل ما قيل لك قال قلت منهما قالوا مرارة بن الربيع العمري وحلال بن أمية الواقفي قال فذكروا لي رجلين صالحين قد شهدا بدرا فيهما أسوة so this is narrated by Abdullah ibn Ka'b ibn Malik, who was from among the sons of Ka'b, radiallahu anhu, who served as a guide to him when he became blind. Narrates, I heard my father Ka'b ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu, narrating his story when he did not join the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa in the expedition of Tabuk. Ka'b radiallahu anhu said, I did not participate in the battle of Badr, but no one was reprimanded for remaining behind in that battle because at that time the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa and the Muslims merely went out to intercept the caravan of Quraysh. 
However, Allah Azzawajal caused the Muslims to face their enemy unexpectedly. I was present with the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when we pledged our allegiance to Islam, and I would not exchange this participation of mine even with that of Badr, although Badr was more famous among the people than the night of Aqaba. At the time when I remained behind and did not join the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the expedition of Tabuk, my situation was such that there was no one stronger or more affluent than, than I was. By Allah, I never had two fully laden camels in any previous expedition that I had in this expedition. Whenever the Messenger of Allah decided to go on an expedition, he would not disclose his real destination until the actual expedition took place, except in this expedition. The Messenger of Allah undertook this expedition in extremely hot weather, and he had to endure a long journey across difficult terrain and face a huge army. He made the matter at hand clear to the Muslims so that they could, they could make adequate preparations for their expedition. He informed them of the destination. The Muslims who accompanied the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa were many, but there was no register that recorded their exact number. Ka'ab said, radiallahu anhu, a person who wanted to absent himself would think that it would go unnoticed, as long as revelation from Allah did not come down exposing him. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa undertook this expedition at a time when the fruits had ripened and there was plenty of shade toward which I was inclined. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and the Muslims with him began their preparations. I would also go out in the morning in order to begin preparations with him, but I would return without having done anything. I would think to myself, I have the means to make preparations whenever I like. I continued procrastinating in this way until people were fully prepared. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and the Muslims departed the next morning while I had not yet completed any of my preparations. I went out in the morning, but again returned without having accomplished anything. I continued procrastinating until such a time arrived that the army set out for the expedition. I made an intention to also set out and join up with them. And if only I had done so, but it was not destined for me. After the departure of the Messenger of Allah, I began to walk around and agreed and I did not find others like me except a confirmed hypocrite or those whom Allah had exempted from going out on the battle because of their weakness. The Messenger of Allah made no mention of me until he reached Tabuk. When he was sitting amongst the people of Tabuk, he asked, what happened to Ka'b ibn Malik? A person from Ben Usainim said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, his cloak and self-conceit have kept him back. Mu'adh bin Jabal radiallahu anhu said, What an evil thing to say. By Allah, O oh, Messenger of Allah, we know nothing but good about him. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa remained silent. While still sitting, he saw a man in white clothing appearing like a mirage. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, It seems to be Abu Khaythama. And it was indeed Abu Khaythama al-Ansari. He was one who had given a sa'ab dates and charity in whom the hypocrites had condemned. Ka'ab continues, when, he reached, when the news reached me about the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa was returning from Tabuk, I began to get worried and I started thinking of excuses to make. I would think to myself, how am I going to escape his wrath tomorrow? And I sought advice from every knowledgeable person in my family in this regard. When the announcement was made that the Messenger of Allah was about to arrive in Medina Munawara, all thoughts of fabricating excuse left me, and I was convinced that I would never be able to escape him. I made a firm resolution to speak the truth. I made a firm resolution to speak the truth. The Messenger of Allah arrived the next morning. It was his habit that whenever he returned from a journey, he would first go to the masjid to offer two rak'ahs of salah and sit down to meet the people. When he had done so, those who had remained behind came to him, offering their excuses and took oaths before him. There were more than 80 of them. He accepted their excuses, took their pledges of allegiance, sought forgiveness for them, and left their inner secrets to Allah. Until I came to him, when I greeted him, he replied with an angry smile and said, Come forward. I walked towards him and sat down in front of him. He then asked me, What kept you back? Didn't you already purchase your camel? I replied, O Messenger of Allah, by Allah, had I been sitting in front of anyone else besides you, I would have been able to escape from his anger by offering excuse, as I have been blessed with eloquence. But by Allah, 
I know for a fact that were I to offer a false excuse to you today, by virtue of which you will be pleased with me, Allah will soon make you angry with me by exposing my wrong to you. And if I were to speak the truth to you, you will become angry with me, but I hope that Allah will be pleased with me for speaking the truth to you. By Allah, I had no excuse for remaining behind. By Allah, my situation was such that no one was stronger or more affluent than me at the time when I remained behind from you. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu said, this one has spoken the truth. You may go until Allah issues an order regarding you. Some men from the venue sent him and followed me and said, by Allah, we have not known you to commit any sin before this. You certainly failed to offer an excuse to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu as the others had offered excuses. The Messenger of Allah's forgiveness in your favor would have been sufficient to expiate your sin. By Allah, they continued rebuking me to such an extent that I thought of returning to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu and deny whatever I had said. I then asked them, has anyone else met the same fate as me? They replied, yes, two men have met the same fate as you. They said the same thing that you said and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu gave them the same reply. I asked, who are they? They replied, Murad ibn al-Rabi' al-Amri and Hilal ibn Umayyah al-Waqifi. They were known to me to be righteous men who had participated in the Battle of Badr and he were worthy role models. After they mentioned them to me, I continued on my way. So we'll stop there. We'll finish part two tomorrow. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.